The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Many people look at others and feel the grass is always greener, that things are hopeless and will never change. These are the kinds of feelings that rob you of your self-esteem, that leave you in emotional turmoil, whether it's feeling stuck in relationships, career, parenting, or finances. Awareness of that void is the first step in your journey to heal your shit. Tune in now as your host, Marnie, takes your hand and helps you begin the shift toward healing body, mind, and spirit. Here is your host, Marnie. Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday, everybody. I am so excited to be here with you today. The show today is some is a topic that is, I might cry when I start talking about this, it's emotionally very close to my heart. Um, it's about children, and my child is definitely included in this, which is another reason it's really close to my heart. Um, I'm so glad you're turning tuning in with us today. Um, I, one of the things that's going on, I know I've talked about this a little bit in some of the other shows. Um, my child specifically, he's, oh my God, he's a, they're all gifts from God. He's amazing. He's fantastic. He's open-hearted. He's super, super smart. He, he's someone who meets, doesn't know a stranger. People just love to talk to him. And had a, a traumatic event occur that caused PTSD in him. And he's now got this label. And then there's some other things about him that give him this label. And we're going to talk about that. And it's been a real struggle. Um, it's, it was str- it's a struggle as a parent. It was a, it's a struggle with school. It's a struggle in a lot of ways. And it breaks my heart every day. That I see him have to face this struggle and I'm doing everything in my power to encourage him and support him and help him. And that is actually how our wonderful, amazing guest, Jan Luther, came into our lives. I met Jan as a friend um, in another capacity and Jan does amazing work with people. And she um, agreed to help Eli once Eli said yes. Um, empowering him to have a voice in his healing. And they have a wonderful relationship and she's she's helped dramatically. And she also is very in tune with what's going on in the world with these children. And so I want to bring on one of my dearest friends, Jan Luther, a master healer, tapper, and so many other wonderful things, ego tamer, um, I just, uh, hello, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Good morning, sweetheart. You're so generous and so happy to be here because, as you know, this is also a, just before the show, I sent her a picture of my number six grandbaby who lights up my light as well, uh, my life as well. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to offer any advice and be a conduit for divine wisdom for, for any of these parents because we've all been there. We've been with these children who we know have a greater purpose, who 
we know have more to offer us and we're trying to fit them in our box and they just are not going to fit. So we have to be willing to, as Eli did, agree that we're ready to see it differently, show up a little bit differently, learn from each other. So thank you, thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. And and let's talk about, you know, what some of these labels look like so that people listening, you know, can identify with what we're talking about as far as the kids go. And then we'll really jump in as to how we can all support and help them even better. Absolutely. One of the things I've noticed is, well, I think we've all noticed is that there are large numbers of babies being born with special labels, special mm-hmm challenges and and yes they appear as handicaps depending on the label you know whether it's autistic or I, I love the idea of it's neurologically different right if we could all hone <laughs> in on whatever that is it's neurologically different and when I work with these children the impression that spirit gives me is they're using their brain in a way that we can't comprehend we just don't get it our brains don't work that way But you think about every one of these children and how they come in with some gift, some Mm -hmm. power, some, we even label that savant, right? Right. (laughs) Maybe they're they're showing us what we're supposed to be, right? Well, they get, you know, the Asperger's, the ADHDs, all all of these these children that get labeled and it's a challenge as a parent, it's a challenge because it's different than what we expected. And as um, putting them through the schooling process, it can be a big challenge because the schools are set for one type of child, really. Mm-hmm. Right. And overwhelmed. And overwhelmed, absolutely. Yeah. Underpaid and overwhelmed, I always say that. Yeah, and and many of the teachers are beginning to recognize, and I think that that many of these, I think of them as advanced souls. They're here to help us with our ascension and, and transcending this, this plane, the ego yes. stuff more into the spiritual. But, but fortunately, a lot of these souls came in in the 80s and the 70s and 80s and 90s, and, and now they're realizing their call is to be teachers. Their call is to help make this transition, help coaches to help parents and grandparents like us to be able to re- calibrate our expectations of these children and realize that maybe we've got something to learn instead of it all being that we're here to teach them everything we know because what it what was old is time to it's it's old old school stuff is time to be changed yeah and that's i know in our house that's definitely was was a challenge for a while um and you know we had a lot of drama um, that's putting it mildly, trying yeah. to, uh, you know, help Eli heal and help him learn how to use tools to exist in this world and not feel shame yeah. um, and, and blame. And because a lot, that's what we, I see a lot with Eli as well as other kids that have some of these labels is that they're in some way made to feel so different that there's something wrong with them. They're broken. They're, it's their fault. Um, and, and it really destroys their self-esteem. There's the trust that they have in themselves and sometimes the trust they're able to give to others. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I always think of it, we can call it hypersensitive or, or we can call it intuitive, <laughs> right? <laughs> or psychic. 
right? We can call it. Yes. Unfortunately, I think that's the challenge is we are kind of in the, we're, in, we're the bridge, Marnie, is we're the people who are trying to figure out a different way to articulate it. We've, we've got to come up with languaging that doesn't make these children wrong or different or, God help them. I, I know I have a wonderful friend, author, who works with, they call them gifted children just because they have these amazing abilities and, and potentials. And unfortunately, the parents wear them out because they want to apply those gifts to worldly things. Be the best mm. student. Be the best, yeah. right? And, and the children are depressed. Because it's incongruent mm. with what their soul is here for. There's, absolutely, they can be, you know, rocket scientists, etc. But in their soul, I don't think that's really what they're here just to do. Well, and sometimes, too, so, you know, when you're talking about academia, they're so bright that it gets lost that they're still just little kids. That is so true. And, and so, so they don't have the emotional maturity for some of the concepts that people start speaking to them about, they intellectually understand it, but then when you expect them to behave in that same manner as if they were 25 or 30 or, or you know, what have you, and you're disappointed when they act like a five-year-old or a seven-year-old or, or whatever their age is, you know, that also makes it the struggle of then they, and they take it on. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some, you know, some of the characteristics of kids today and and what we're seeing that is breaking the rules or so to speak the I'm saying that in quote the rules that's right, going right. against the stream um, and that it, they're finding difficulty with with the schooling and, and in parenting and effectively communicating and understanding them what what's going on what are these kids what are their characteristics what do you see the primary characteristic that I see is they they are loving beings, <laughs> okay? They are. <laughs> Absolutely. They come, sweetheart, I worked with a baby a couple of weeks ago who um, is getting ready to have heart surgery, right? Many, many, many of these autistic children come in with heart defects. Mm-hmm. And as we were doing the work, the message that came, I get goosebumps as I think about it, the message that came through to me, because there's always a metaphysical physical reason for these things, is that these children are coming in with open hearts mm-hmm. yes and unfortunately it's showing up in their physical and we have to do surgery and whatever but the but the spiritual message is they're coming in to help us open our hearts get out of our heads and mm-hmm. get down into our hearts and and literally with this these parents and this baby i just sat there thinking how do we not get that <laughs> how do we not get that so the first thing is they come in there and they're they are sensitive to feelings. They're sensitive to moods. They know if you're fibbing, right? They know if you're mm-hmm. feeling one thing and telling them another, and it frustrates oh, yeah. poop out of them, right? Yes. Because, because now they're questioning: Am I am I wrong? What I know is you know this. I know this feeling, and you're saying that, but I'm feeling this. Oh my gosh, that just messes with them so badly. Yeah, very, very, very much. And it, it affects their trust, their ability to trust themselves. And you, P.S., right? Oh, now they're going, definitely. hmm, Miss Teacher, hmm, Mr. Neighbor, hmm. These children are also so intuitive that they will avoid dark people. They can mm-hmm. sense the energy. And yes. I see so many parents try to force the child to be kind or friendly to someone that they intuitively are avoiding. That messes with their hearts and minds. We have yeah. to be able to honor that and say, you know what? 
she's just not feeling it today. Please forgive her for not acting as you expect her to, right? however you might say it. But we want to honor her. Uh, a memory that has popped in my head is my, my number five granddaughter, who is absolutely one of these children. And we're in this party, and everybody wanted to hold her. And she was pretty good with most of them. And there was one person that she just started screaming. And the person got angry that mm. she would not let her hold her. And she was getting ready to go out. And so I finally just went and retrieved the child. And I, and I as kindly as I could, said, well, imagine if a guy came in and just picked you up and right. You wouldn't tolerate that, a stranger coming to pick you up, talk to you as if you're supposed to just be kind to this guy that you've never met. Why do we expect it from our children? We need to trust them to trust their own intuition. Very, very true. And that that's something that, that Mark and I decided, I think when I was pregnant, that we're, we were not going to do that. Um, we have never. Now, <laughs> Eli as I said, doesn't know a stranger. So exactly. he starts talking to people in Costco. Um, we were in Santa Barbara last summer and um, he was in the pool and Mark and I were sitting at the fire pit next to the pool. And this woman came over and she said, is Eli yours? And we said, yeah. And she said, well, I think he's the mayor of the pool. He <laughs> talk- <laughs> we we cried. We did exactly that. We cracked up. We were, she said, Everybody wants to talk to him from the smallest child to the oldest adult. She said, he is so charming and so intelligent. And she could not stop raving about him. And Mark, Mark and I were like, wow, that's a great description. He is, And he is. And he's got the biggest heart, just as you were describing. Um, and, you know, when you were talking about um, challenges, um, with some of the kids like autism. I have a friend whose son was, they didn't know until after he was born, was unexpectedly born with some physical challenges as well as some diagnosed challenges. Um, and this child, and I don't know him very well, but oh my God, he he's the smile will light up your world, whether you just see a photograph or you meet him in person. He is absolutely delicious, um, and and he just embraces life. And he's also had heart surgery and and some of these other complications. And so it goes exactly to what you're saying. And he fortunately has these wonderful parents who got it. Um, yeah. And and they, I mean, they're they're doing amazing things with him. And he's just. A, a wonderful human being to be around and anybody around him is just blessed by being in his presence. And that's, that's another really great attribute of these children is they are magnetic, right? Mm-hmm. Their eyes are different. Yeah. They're, yes. they're, they're deep old souls. And, and most of us intuitively will say that whether we speak this kind of language that you and I and our woo-woo do or not, it's like right. <laughs> old soul and, and, and same thing, these little babies who will walk through the grocery store and people have to stop and wave. It's just this magnetism. You know, when we were first talking, getting ready today, it was like they glow with godliness. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They are hungry for it on this planet. So that, to me, is the beauty, is they are coming at the right time. They are coming exactly as they're meant to be. Uh, my prayer every day is God help us. <laughs> God help us <laughs> get on their page. Help us know how to help them help, them help us make these transitional changes of, of letting them be mayor of the pool. How many parents would say, stop talking to people, 
right? We can't do that with Eli's, right? We can't do that with no. children. It's not <laughs> going to work, which is the first no. challenge, right? As, as parents, we're trying to, to yeah. be a good parent. And I want to I just underline an exclamation. We're trying to be the good parent. Yes. And unfortunately, social rules have got to shift <laughs> because these children are bending, breaking, and cracking off these rules for a reason. Well, and it, you know, and it's a struggle. I know, I mean, I look at the rules that at school say, and they have, these rules are in place for the majority because they've had issues there. I mean, they come from trying to fix other issues that have occurred. So I get it. But just because they're the rule today doesn't mean they can't change and accommodate and, and bend and be flexible to you know as they learn things and and that's where it's very challenging things like um you know having less physical movement in schools or having to be quiet all the time i know for most kids that's a big challenge big big challenge and um you know and and the schools are doing the best that they can they they need help they need more funding the teachers need more pay um, so that they can break away and, and get more understanding, not even just understanding, but be able to have some more flexibility. When we get back, we're about to go to break. I really want to talk about maybe some tips of things, you know, that we, that we as uh, parental role models or coaches can help with um, that give somebody some help. So stay with us. 1-866-472-5792 if you want to join in and ask a question or make a comment we'll be right back follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn does your life feel stuck Lots of self-doubt, pain, little self-esteem? Find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace. A life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. Join Marnie in her six-month program, Heal Your Shit. You'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit LovinglyLotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. 
Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hi, you're here with Marnie and Jan Luther, and we are talking about these amazing children and how we can better understand them, how we can effectively communicate them, how we can help them help us be better adults um, in coaching them as parents and and caregivers. And Jan and I were talking in the break and um, before we get into specifically some tips, we really wanted to share with you, we've shared some of the the golden things. Um, And then we also wanted to talk about some of the struggles, some of the, the drama, the trauma um, to really help you understand um, if you're just tuning in and don't have a child or not sure if this is your child, it might help you to understand. Or you have a child like this, this is something to let you know you're not alone. You're not alone. So, Jan, um, we were talking about that. Um, we were mentioning... Um, I mentioned these kids feel, we were talking about these kids um, feel that they're equal. Yes. Um, and um, mine definitely feels like that. And I was told that, oh, well, that's because he's an only child, that he feels equal to you. And, and, and I, you know, I don't totally discount that, but I also hear very intuitively that no that's how he came into this world whether and that wasn't decided then that he was gonna have a sibling or not have a sibling um he's just always been that way and so when certain things occur of this old school traditional thinking um and just he feels in injustice and that creates drama anger inside him and comes out as drama and it's so um, frustrating as a parent or grandparent because we have a book of rules that says I am and you are this, right? Right. I am the I, adult. I am the parent. You will treat me with respect. You will do what I tell you to do. And the mm-hmm. more we push in that manner, yes. the more we become enemies. Well, it becomes a power war, power it struggle. Does. Mm-hmm. It does. And so... I, f- I first want to just talk about the trauma that that can cause because I, I, I have lost count of how many parents have told me, why won't they, <laughs> right? I just, I've got, and I did it too, raising my hand, had, had this child, I had four, and this one child who if I said, you know what, that's an interesting color of blue. It's not blue, it's this. It's right. <laughs> it was like everything I said, <laughs> it was like a constant bumper car experience and it was exhausting and depressing hello I'm going to disown it it was depressing because it felt like something was wrong with me felt like I wasn't being a good enough parent it felt like mm-hmm. there might, maybe there's something wrong with this child right how, how do you get around that because the other children 
were pretty cool with following the rules. They were pretty cool with... And, and I tried my best to teach them and help them understand that there's a reason for every rule. This child, of course, forced me to figure that out. <laughs> I have to explain that. But... But that trauma for parents can feel like saying things like, which is why I worked with so many, the first thing we do with parents is work on their grief and trauma. Yes. Even though, and I would have them say things like, even though I thought parenting would be easier than this, even though my parents would just slap me and I would obey, (laughs) even though everybody else seems, Right, is the first thing we have to acknowledge is, is we have to put a little spacer in there between what we expected and what we're experiencing. Otherwise, we just keep resisting it. And the more we resist, the more pain we're in because it literally becomes pushing the boulder up the hill. And so when I work with parents, we try to heal their trauma. We, I, Spirit is really good about giving us specific divine reframes for the individual about where they are in their consciousness and and what kind of spiritual contracts are there and and as we start taking that burden off of you're not wrong you just haven't been taught how to deal with this kind of a child yet and there are ways to do it in a more harmonious way but and I, I want to focus on that word you're saying yet you haven't been taught yeah. yet it's a big word it is such a big word and where would we learn it Right, because most of us did come from parents who were like, "You will say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, and you will shut up, and you will." Right, as there was, mm-hmm. there was no, Hier- there was no hierarchy. room. Yes, the hierarchy, and because these children have old souls and they're more awake and aware and so full of love, they get traumatized because they're confused. They're like, "Why don't you love me? What have I done to deserve such for you know overbearing?" Parenting, right? So, so they're coming in with their little egos and personality types going, is there something wrong with me? And, and back to where we started in the beginning of you talking about they, they feel labeled, they feel like they're wrong. This confusion creates so much of their inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. And that inner turmoil is what shows up as their outbursts. Mm-hmm. It's like their energy is so sensitive already. And then they have this inner con and this is my favorite thing to work on is that, in, that little voice in the head, I, you know, the ego, the, I call it inner bully, that now starts harassing and saying, they don't love you. There's something wrong with you. You're not, nobody's like you. And, and the teachers hate you. And right, all this bullying from our own brain mind, yes. that the energy gets so stirred up that there is no conscious conversation. We go into fight, flight, and freeze. And that trauma yes. creates... A reaction. They run, they fight, they kick, they bite. They become the animalistic being. And so our goal when I'm working with parents is to help the parents stay calmer, number one. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we got to help them keep their energy balanced, help them observe it from a different place, help them check their own shit. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, do they have to check? We, that is, as a, as a parent dealing with this, um, that definitely would escalate things, you know, if if I was tired some days or just like, oh my God, are we doing this again? You know, like inside of just, I'm worn out, I'm done, just stop, you know, and that, and and any fear that I was feeling about, if I was a better parent, this wouldn't be happening or, or all, you know, all of my own shit coming up. 
would escalate things, you know, or, and, and with Mark, it would be the same thing. It would escalate things with Eli. And once you start to escalate, you know, they're kids. They know how to paint themselves in a corner and then they don't know how to get out. Mm-hmm. And so it, it can really get dramatic. Um, as you were sharing this, I, I'm going to get, I'm going to get really open and vulnerable here. Um, Eli's PTSD occurred when he was at an after-school program um, where they taught Taekwondo. And he was being bullied for two months by older kids, and he was being threatened. And so for the first time, he didn't tell us. He used to tell us everything. I mean, more, we, we would, like, be going, do you, do you have an off button? Um, because he would tell us everything. <laughs> and after two months... He, his little body just couldn't take it anymore. And he had a meltdown in the Taekwondo. He ran through the dojang, slamming doors, screaming, and I, I don't even know what else. And the person in charge, who was supposed to be the safe place, who was supposed to be teaching respect and self-control, physically did something to him in response. Didn't make it safe for him. Didn't help him. Didn't find out why if this was happening and by the time I got there he had PTSD he was in a corner high up high away from people cowering Mm -hmm. and from that moment he was not the same child for a long time it almost two years it's it's taken for him to get to where he is now um and that was exactly what you were talking about that was the very thing that happened to him they blamed him he did something wrong it was and look i mean having a child run through a dojang screaming and slamming door no that's definitely not pleasant but hello there's something wrong this kid never acted like that in the almost year he had been there so you know my brain immediately as a healer goes well gosh what what happened what happened to him that would put him in that environment? And when that wasn't done, he lost trust in himself. He lost trust in adults. And that's where, and that exact thing you're talking about occurred a lot in new situations with adults that didn't create a bond with him, a relationship with him. And he would feel he couldn't ask a question. He couldn't raise right. his hand. And he would tell himself this, this bullying voice would tell him this story. Well, they're not going to help you anyway, even if you ask a question. And he would get so angry. He tried to run away from school multiple times. Um, he hit, he kicked, he bite, he bit. Um, and not just to, to teachers. He didn't do it to children ever. Um, he did it to me, to Mark. Um, it was, it was a lot. And it was, he was disconnected. He, like, the Eli we knew wasn't even there. Um, it was as if something else, uh, the that primitive brain took over. And that's and exactly it. When I when I work with anyone, adults as well, when we've had a traumatic experience, we use yeah. the phrase "beside myself." It is true. Mm-hmm. We are out of yeah. body. Our our ego mind, our flesh mind, is literally in panic mode, and the fight, flight, and freeze is kicked in, and and I want to just, first of all, you know my heart for you, love, and, mm-hmm. and how I, it's so hard for me to watch you be nervous for him all the time. You know, that you yeah. still have some of that PTSD and this, this sensitivity. So I do. that's the other thing I want to remind the parents is, 
it's a family thing. The family, the parents have to have support as well. The families need to deal with their grief and their trauma and their confusion and, and judgment that who did wrong. And, and it's all ego stuff on that side. You know, as yes. we automatically go into the defensive and who do we blame instead of what's the solution. Exactly. But, but realizing that two months, two months. Imagine if he went into that dojo every day and they were pouring gasoline in his throat. For two months. For two months. Energetically, that little boy swallowed and swallowed and swallowed and swallowed and swallowed until he was drowning in that energy and the fear took over. And my, my beloved listeners, if we can just remember that when it gets to that point, we must take all stop. We must stop. And we must, if that, if that sensei, is that the right word? If he had been able to get down <laughs> on his knees and calmly look at him, let him flail. Let him kick. Let him slam doors. He's not harming another soul. He's letting that poison, toxic energy out. Right. But if he could have sat with him for a moment and even just, and, and that, the image that comes to my mind is someone who should be a professional like that. And I'm sure he was freaking out and trying to protect the other children. I'm not bashing him. I'm just trying no. to give another perspective and, and a possible, here's how to do yeah. it differently. If he could have sat down and had all the boys just sit, and girls, excuse me, <laughs> had all the children yeah. <laughs> sit and go silent, that energy would have grounded Eli. Yes. That energy would have allowed him to not keep picking up on the next person's anxiety and the next person's, right, is we go totally still. Yes. And we take a couple of breaths and we just observe. And we know in our mind this child is terrified. This child is hurting. This child does not need discipline in this moment. This child needs love. And... It took me a little while to get there um, with school, when school would call, because I would be in a panic. You know, my husband was traveling, school calls, my child has tried to run away or has run away and they've caught him and I've got to go and, and be with him. But I learned and had to learn really quickly how to stay calm in my body mm-hmm. And remain really calm and being that loving, grounding place so that no matter what was going on when I got there, I made a beeline for that child. And, and believe me, I had, I had administrators, I had mm-hmm. at one point sheriffs all trying to talk to me. And I said, I will, I'm happy to talk to you. Let me help my child calm first and then we can talk. And I would go to him. And, and he, he would, even me, would, you know, his safe place, he would push me away. Yeah. You know, he would tell me no, he would argue, and I just kept coming back telling him, it's okay, you're safe. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm here. I love you. You're going to be mad at me. No, I promise. Look at my face. I'm not mad at you. I love you with all my heart, and I just want to help you. And I would say it over and over. And eventually, and it, in the beginning, it took a long time. It would take mm-hmm. ten, 10 minutes, which just doesn't sound like a long time, but that's a long time. A long time to be in that state. Mm-hmm. In that state. And he would full, fall into me and just hug me and hold on to me for dear life. Like, please don't let me go ever. He was so mm-hmm. terrified. 
And the last time we had anything at school, by the time I walked in the room within 10 seconds, it was over. Mm-hmm. And it and, was and that's such, such a, a difference. perfect example of how you're rewiring the brain response, right? You know that I do tapping, which does that amazingly. Yes. Like we've discovered that the reason Harvard did a study that discovered the reason that acupuncture and therefore tapping works is because when we're in trauma, fight, flight, and freeze, the amygdala is so activated that it takes us out of our frontal cortex. We're, we're, we're literally in that animalistic brain. And the more we practice that, the more we rehearse it, the more times we do that, it becomes like a river that that's the first response. That's the first response. And, and what you're modeling perfectly is how our intention is to shut off the water flow, right? We get out of that energy and into the calm, out of that energy and into the calm. And, and you did it beautifully. You did it beautifully. I've just whew, hanging in through the storm. Sometimes I refer to it as like a tornado. And the only place that's safe is in the eye, right? That's it. If we stand out in the edge and we're talking the story and we're talking what happened, we're in the storm. But if we come to center and we wrap ourselves around them spiritually, physically, or intentionally, even if they won't let us that close, when we can get into the eye of the storm where it's calm, the storm starts to die. And and that's it. And and we've we've helped you've helped him with tapping. That's one of his big tools that he uses. He's done. He's gotten a lot of help along the way from some wonderful people, and um, and tapping is one of those things you can take anywhere. Yes. So you know you don't need any equipment. So that right. that's been a wonderful thing that's helped our family a lot. But I I will also tell you it's not easy. I mean it sounded really easy as I was telling you, not easy. Got easier oh, yeah. over time, but not yeah. easy. Definitely not not easy. And I know we're we're getting ready to go to break. Um, There's a parable that Jan wanted to share when we get back. So stay tuned with us for that that parable that she's going to share that just so just more help for you in listening. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Does your life feel stuck? Lots of self-doubt, pain, little self-esteem? Find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace. A life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. Join Marnie in her six-month program, Heal Your Shit. You'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit LovinglyLotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com. If you have been experiencing addiction issues, be it drugs, alcohol, or something else, you know what it means to feel alone in the world. The power to create yourself with host Ross Ramin is here to prove that you don't have to feel this way. There are others who have been there or are still there, and together 
We can sort out the truths and the lies in order to reveal the true essence of your character. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. Now back to the show. Hi, welcome back. This is Marnie and my dear friend, Jan Luther, the ego tamer and master of tapping. Oh, Jan, thank you so much for today. Um, Jan wants to share with us this parable that came to her um, through spirit. And um, and I know we've spent, a, I've, I've jumped in a lot sharing from my, my own stuff and, you know, and Eli is one of, one of these children. Um, and there's a term that's out there that, that some people have heard and we were going to sh- talk about that as well. Um, and these kids are not just kids like, you know, Eli's became PTSD because of something that occurred to him, but he was a child like this before all that came about um, with, with the way that, that this beautiful way that he is with his open heart and his I'm equal to everybody. Um, Jan, will you share that parable? Oh, I'd love to. And I just want to give appreciation to Spirit for bringing this because Sunday morning when I was meditating and praying on what what do I have to offer? What can I share on this Ugh, this call? Yes. It was like I, I wanted it to be something that wasn't about me, that wasn't about you, that wasn't about even our individual children, but more a collective story. And Spirit just downloaded this lovely little parable that I've been chewing on ever since because I go, ooh, and when you look at it this way, you know, when you look at it that way. So I'm going to encourage everyone to just take a breath with me and let us travel into our imagination to a time when a mother and her mystical and mute child were traveling in a foreign land. And as they traveled, they realized that they were in need of water. And so the custom was that any time you found a well, if you were a traveler, you were welcome to help yourself to the water. And they were joyful, as you might imagine, traveling and weary, and they began to feel to fill up all of their water vessels. And as she took a couple of the vessels back to their pack animal, she gave the animal water first before she drank. And of course, she had already given the child some. When she suddenly realized the child was gone. And as she turned to look, it occurred to her that the child had tumbled into the well. And the child being mute could not make a sound. She immediately went into hysterics and began running towards the well. And the town people grabbed her. What is wrong with this woman? They couldn't speak her language. One of them said, oh, she's crazy. We need to just lock her up. Another one decided, you know what, maybe she's trying to poison our water. And another one said, maybe she's hysterical and and she's just going to try to drown herself. They each came from their ego mindsets, came to a conclusion, but still they held her back from the well. And 
as we look at this, we can see how when we're in our ego minds, the first thing we want to do is figure out the problem. What is wrong with her? Why is she acting this way? Who do we blame? We can blame the child. They should have known better than to climb up there and fall into the well. We're really good at blaming the parents. She was negligent. She let that child fall in the well. Maybe it was the townspeople. They should have been better hosts. They should have been more compassionate. The problem is, when we come from the ego, we block out the wisdom that wants to come from our soul. Our spirit, our soul, the thing that these children are here to teach us to do better is communicate with that. If we can come from that, we can ask the first question, which is, what is needed? What is needed? Imagine if that class, when Eli was having this very traumatic out-of-body experience, if that class was looking for what was needed instead of, well, what is wrong with this child? Mm. If we could learn to seek first to understand, mm. even Covey, beautiful, I live yes. by that. We do if we too. Could listen to learn and realize that every one of us speaks our own language. You and I could sit and have a conversation, Marnie, and you could tell me things, and I'm interpreting it according to my own filter and my own experience. I need to always be asking for clarification. Help me understand what you mean by that. And so my prayer for each of us is if we can remember whenever we're working with children that they are not only the child who's mute in the well and trying to get out of their dark, scary place, but those children are the mother who's hysterical because something horrible is feeling, they're feeling something horrible is going on. They're each of those town people who have a judgment and opinion. The only way for us to really step into helping one another advance our consciousness on this planet is to put our egos aside, our stories that I already know, not going to do me any good to tell you my story, I already know it, and instead go into that place of Help me understand. Point, if that's the best I can do. Because in a moment, they could have let go, let go of her. Some, some wise woman or man could have said, let her go. Let's see what she's doing. There has to be a reason for this. And remember, there are children. On one level or another, are struggling to find their voice. And sometimes we have to be the voice for them. So thank you. Mm, We're going to do this. I know we'll get beautiful. it. <laughs> This, that was that was absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's so relevant to all of these kids, not just Eli, all of these kids. And um, do you want to share the the term that's out there? I, and and it's another label, but it but it is a, a collective beautiful term to describe these children um, that that we were talking about. We call them crystal children because they are so pure. Yeah. They are, and they're hollow vessels, right? As we can use, they have no ill intentions. They have so little ego, meaning they're so, they have no agenda or, or, what is another word for that? They have no... They have no agenda, right? If they are really right. here to be love and receive love, receive love, so we call them crystal children because if we could really see them for what they are, 
we could see right through them. And, and we do. I think that's why they're magnetic, right? If they're like mm-hmm. crystals. Yes. <laughs> they attract us. Yes, very much, very much so. And so, you know, if if your child has been labeled as as ADHD and made to feel like, well, you know, they just move around a lot and they don't focus and they don't this and they don't that, all the the down, what they're looking at as the downside, but how about the beautiful parts of that, that their brains can take on multiple things at one time? And and why, you know, is, is there a big difference that, you know, sometimes they want to sit, sometimes they want to stand? If that's how they learn better, why should that matter? Isn't that a way of helping them succeed in this world instead of segregating them to you you know there's there's something going on here there's there's something wrong um you know and and asperger's those those kids there's other things going on um with them and and all of these kids are and and a lot of them are accepted and loved and and wonderful things done but in a lot of ways they're made to feel like like there's something wrong with them, like they have this defect instead of they have this extra gift, this Can extra I just, you wonderful know, I thing. I hadn't thought about this, but it feels really important to me to interject that yeah, shame. Yeah, absolutely. That shame, mm-hmm. One thing I've discovered with the work that I do, you know, a couple of my specialties are grief. Yes. And, addic- and not addiction, but post-addiction. People who have gone through the di- addiction part, and now they're trying to figure out what happened. I call it, this is kind of my copyrighted little thing, I call it destructive habits of distraction. Right? <laughs> I'm drinking to not feel, I'm sexing to not feel, you know, whatever it is I'm to right. not feel. There's yeah. always shame. Always shame. Always. At the root of their addiction is always some form of shame. And that's something that terrifies me is if we have these, large numbers of these souls coming in who are made to feel ashamed of what they are, who they are, what they're here for. Yes. That's why I think so many of our children, our teens, the numbers of suicide and, and drugs just is devastating to me. We, we really, it's time. It's time for us to step up and learn what we need to learn to help and support them. And empower them to be themselves, to be the beautiful crystal beings that they are. Yes. And you know and how that, crystals work is they will help us attune to our higher selves. That's the whole gig, right? <laughs> that's the <best> job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. With crystals, that's they they are healing. They They're are. magical. They they have amazing powers to help you in your journey of life. And so these children, that's what they're here for. That's their purpose, part of their mm-hmm. purpose anyway. And it it's time. It's time to begin looking at them differently and helping them by, I mean, Stephen Covey, we live by Stephen Covey in our house. Mm -hmm. All seven habits. I have it. You come into my kitchen, I have a chart with all seven habits, very easily explained. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Post a picture up there and that way you can see it. Um, But, you know, seek first to understand then to be understood. Habit number five is so 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 important to everyone's Mm self-esteem to everyone's healing and understanding everyone on this planet and what a different planet it would be if we all made more of an effort to do that i mean think of the harmony we could create in this world and the peace 
and the, the additional love we could bring about. That's the goal, right? That's the goal. Yep. My mission my mission is to contribute to this kind of world where, where there is no suffering or sickness of any kind. Mm. I, and I know that it comes through these children because as we love them, accept them, and let them teach us how to connect with our divine, we now can tune into that power to heal ourselves, to transcend our poverty, to resolve. I mean, all of these earthly problems are illusions when we're dealing with God and the creator of all. Yes. So ready yes. to, to help advance that work. Yes, yes. I just want to thank you so much, Jan, for sharing your beautiful wisdom and your amazing magical downloads that you get from Spirit and all the healing that you have provided to so many and so many more that will come. Um, do you have any last words before we sign off for the day? I would just remind everyone who's listening, and especially if you have a hurting heart, that you got this, right? I don't think it was a coincidence that you received Eli. I know it's not a coincidence that these children are coming exactly at this time and to the people, the parents that they choose. I really believe there's a choice. Me too. And, and my heart says, if we can tune in more to that and less to the ego stories about fixing and wrong and... Right, what is needed? My beloved listeners, what is needed? What do you need for support? Go to Marnie, find a healer, get a coach, learn to tap, read the books about crystal and indigo, and right, do the research in a more spiritual way because it's a spiritual problem that's showing up in our human physical experience. Thank you, sweetheart. It's been wonderful. Oh. Absolutely, absolutely. And and everyone, thank you. You can go to my page, the Heal Your Shit with Marnie page on voiceamerica.com and link up with Jan's website, how to get in contact with her, her social media, to follow her. Um, She is amazing. She just has, you just walk in a room and she lights it up with her heart. Um, She's just, from the moment I met her, I like this we just have had a love fest going on yeah and I so thank you because for mutual, my love I thank God for bringing you into my life and for knowing you and I thank everyone for listening um, my information also is on there but if you want to follow me you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at giggles love bug and uh, I also have a heal your sh hashtag t page on facebook definitely follow the show and and um all of the events that i'm doing around town and jan jan is so active in this community so stay tuned i'll be back next week with another wonderful show and thank you so much again for listening i hope this has helped you and if you've got a question reach out email is a great thing and and i answer my emails And I know that Jan does as well. So have a great week. And I will talk to you next week with another. Thank you for tuning in to Heal Your Shit with Marnie. Please join us again next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern and 6 a.m. Pacific for more Marnie motivation to shift your mind, body, and spirit on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.